Welcome to your safe space where we talk about real stories with real people with no judgment. Today is a really exciting episode because joining me today are the co-founders and in Georgia. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized because the the flow usually is that we'll introduce the guests, but we're yeah. not normal guests. So you guys are actually familiar with me already as I've hosted some of the podcast episodes, but maybe Anne, you'd like to introduce yourself since this is the first time that everyone's going to be seeing you yeah, or hearing from you. Yeah, it's actually great to be here. I'll make jokes later on about like, come here against my will. <laughs> but it's just really because, you know, I think even though we've been under the pandemic for so long, I'm still not used to this Zooming thing and like people seeing me talk thing. But yeah, usually I'm more behind the scenes. Like Georgian cares are really the stars and they're great at keeping the conversation going. Ako naman, He's I our handle, tech director. Like, wow, wow. You make that sound so hard. I pin videos. <laughs> like, yeah. And honestly, like, editing is more something I just do for fun than something I'm good at. So, you know, if you have tips on how to like edit podcasts better, just slide in our DMs. <laughs> we'll check them out. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, you're really the most entertaining one. Yeah, they, they say that all the time, but I don't understand. You know, it's true. As in everyone at work, every time Ange answers a question, you really laugh. As in sometimes, but parang there's check-in questions. I usually try to call Ange because I'm like, I just want to look right now. So, I'm calling like, yeah, know. Ange is so cerebral. And it's like, it, she doesn't try hard to be cerebral. Like, she just is. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's so insightful. So, yeah, we love Ange, as you can tell. <laughs> thank you, though. I really appreciate how genuine you both are, though. And I think it helps oh, me. thank you. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes, like, you know, humor is a coping mechanism. That's like, defensive. So, I think I'm also learning, like, through safe space and, like, the people we talk to. Just have to be, like, more vulnerable and all of that. It, it's important. Ha? I just say it in that tone because it's an <laughs> But it's important. It's a coping mechanism. Yes, coping mechanism. I'm trying to alert it. It's taking time. Alright. <laughs> like she just needed to like use the air quotes. Like I'm trying to be vulnerable. Because <laughs> it's important. It's <laughs> great to Ange. I'm glad that the podcast and the, the platform in general were able to help you in that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love like the people you're able to speak with and like listen to their stories because it's so I don't know it it's really amazing to be able to just witness people being brave enough to also be themselves and feel comfortable enough and like feel like that kind of sends a message in the parang. It's okay to make mistakes and, you know, like, you won't be any less of yourself, even during the tough times. Yeah, that's so true. I think growing up, you think a sign of maturity is being able to regulate your emotions. And, and in a way, it is. But, but I think sometimes you mistake that as, like, numbing your emotions. So you think that, if you're able to conceal your feelings or just forget about that, then oh, I'm the most mature person or it's yeah. the right thing to do. But actually, 
um, as you get, get older, you realize that doing that is unhealthy also. And then it comes back and really bites you in the ass. Sorry, <laughs> part of my French. But then, like, it, it really does because um, you don't realize that something it still affects you or something. You weren't able to move on from it completely. And it manifests in different ways. And it was just really enlightening for me to, to, to hear how our different guests were able to cope with like their mental health and the things that they've been through. Um, because it's it's important. It's it's really a journey. It's something that we have to get on, you know, at our own pace. Yeah, actually, it's so true, George. I love what you said. I feel like not because anyone's also trying not to be you know, fake or what they faking till they make it. But I feel like there's also a pressure that, Shamper, if you're already working, you have responsibilities. Whatever those are, it's hard to feel like there's space. Cannot be okay. Hard to feel like there's even you know maybe even time to be when when am I gonna break down and the ops get today? <laughs> no time. Nine p.m. Let me schedule it. Like, put it on my calendar. <laughs> I'm just gonna cry my tears out later. So I don't know. I think it's also a factor. But I love that you mentioned that because I feel like more. I mean, yes, that's true. Like there's also part of it growing up and feeling like there's more pressure. Significantly, I think a lot of the pressure comes from ourselves too. Like maybe maturity is also so mature, but like <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm definitely still learning how to do it, of course, also. But like, what came in my mind is like maybe maturity is just allowing ourselves that space to decompress, to have the wisdom to be able to carve out those times for the table entire day so i'm gonna spend x amount of time just so that i can get back and feel it or i had a hard day today i'm just gonna treat myself to some ice cream i don't know i mean like just to kind of like i guess have that nice conversation with ourselves na you know talk to least acknowledge it na this is the kind of space i'm in and it's fine so i really i really like what Sarah said about um, you needing to make space for your mental health. So I remember there was one episode, I think episode seven. So we had Jonathan and he was talking about like the pressures of law school and how it really got to him in, in the beginning. And as it does with everyone with any period of adjustment, especially in a high stress environment, right? And sometimes what he would do um, is that he would just um, go get coffee and sit by himself. And maybe just, just take in. It's okay. I had a bad day and that's okay. And I, yeah. I think that's another part of that like making space for yourself you know in his case he made literal space <laughs> he went to a coffee shop but sometimes it's just allowing yourself to have a bad day sometimes we kind of reject negative feelings right but then yeah. to realize it's, it's okay it's a part of it it's a, it's a process like me being okay eventually um starts with me accepting that i'm not okay right now that's okay but i think what i also like now that you mentioned jonathan is that we had such different guests then. And they all had such different perspectives on things because they're all different yeah. people. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think Kat's version of it is also space, literal headspace because you know, she's a very big yeah. advocate of it. And I love that she talks so openly about, like, meditation because sometimes people like to make fun of it, myself included. But it takes so much work huh, to be in the moment and to really just allow yourself to be in the moment because you know, we're always so so bogged down we're always looking at our schedule what do, what do I have to do in 30 minutes what am I having for dinner tonight we're planning so much but it takes a lot 
to be where you are now and to meet yourself where you are. And I think that was something I really appreciated then. Just seeing and hearing from people. That's really nice. It's yeah, I think speaking of Kat's episode, right, um, one of the topics that you discussed was languishing. And I think that was really like when Adam Grant came out of that yeah, article, everybody was like, I feel seen. And actually, really interestingly, he came out with another article, I think, like just a few weeks back, if I'm not mistaken. And then he was talking about, you know, what's the antidote to languishing? I think everybody wants to know. So he said it's flow. So it's really being mindful and really being present in the moment. So it, it's actually, it's so interesting how it ties back to Kat's episode where she was talking about her experiences yeah. of languishing, but actually the things that she's doing to counter it. It's, it's also what's recommended by psychologists that, you know, really being in the moment and being able to um, be intentional and be mindful of what you're doing. That's the best way to, to counter that and to, to give meaning to what you're doing. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the flow thing because I remember in that same episode, like she did spend a lot of time talking about being present and how meditation really helps ground her. But even in a larger like, picture of things, like I love her metaphor about life, like being on that bike ride, right? Na parang sometimes like you'll go on a detour, sometimes you, you know, take a step. I mean, take a pause to smell the flowers or to drink some water and, you know, not spending so much time, like, focusing maybe on, like, what other riders are doing. I mean, like, of course, you can enjoy the ride with the people you'll meet along the way, but it's really, like, per area or whatever it looks like in that moment. To really savor it, take it in, like, and maybe... Maybe you might hit some bumps along the road, but right, like what, what's important is just to kind of get back up, I guess. I mean, nice lang. And I think it's definitely a process. It's nice to know. I think like that's what what is so powerful about a lot of um the episodes is that message it sends that you're not alone. Like we all, I feel like, have similar struggles because nobody likes feeling bad. I mean, <laughs> Right, I mean, it's not so ano, but then wala lang, parang, I feel like sometimes we might beat up ourselves too much na, oh, I push away negative feelings. But, I mean, <laughs> right, like, no one's like, I'm sad today, it's so amazing, let me just bask in the sadness. <laughs> you know, fine, like, minsan nga may mga days na masaya maging sad. Kung gets nyo yun, parang you'd listen to sad music just to be like, Yeah, for sure. I want jokes and emotions. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I think that that whole you know idea of not wanting to feel alone. I mean, I think it's the spirit behind your safe space, right? Like, in, like that's why yeah. we wanted to do it. So, and I think yeah. we talked about it actually in the first episode a little bit when Kara discussed her mental health journey. So that's how it's really how it started. So Kara, um, after learning everything that she did from from her own mental health journey, from her own healing journey, she wanted to kind of pay it forward and realize that, you know, everybody goes through those mental health struggles, no matter how mature <laughs> or, or like, well, you think you are. I mean, um, we all have our fair share of mental health, especially in the pandemic. I think that's something that uh, became clear to everyone. Like, take away all the distractions and the routines and you really are left to feel those different emotions and those different um, issues that you've uh, pushed aside. And that's actually why we, we put up this platform in the first place and why we get norm- normal everyday people to to just talk about their journey and I don't know, for me it's been so refreshing like I've, I've enjoyed every episode I've learned something new in every episode I don't think I can say that I even have a favorite episode because 
each episode was just so meaty. Um, even if some of the guests, I already knew them personally. It's just really seeing like another side to them in a way that made me understand myself more. Not just, and not just know them better. Yeah. Can I also say, I really appreciate just how open they were. Because I knew a few guests also. But for a lot of the guests, all, it was my first time meeting them. And I was really like sitting there in the pause, amazed. I'm like, so you're telling your, essentially, your life story. <laughs> At least me, yeah, a yeah. complete stranger. And since I'm not really in the call, I'm just like lurking in the background. But I'm just so amazed at their, at their generosity, but also just how genuine they are as people. And it's like you, you see them grow. Eh? It's like you see their entire journey. And that was such a privilege then, just being there for that and seeing it happen. Obviously, I wasn't there there, right? But it felt like mm-hmm. I was. And that's not yeah. an experience you get a lot, especially with the pandemic. Na. That's so true. And like, along with what you said about their openness, I think how they embraced the way their journey was, the parts of themselves, you know, maybe if they feel like it's a weakness, then it's, it's such a powerful thing because, it, I don't know, it also really inspired me that, you know, as much as we all have weaknesses, those things can also be really, I mean, especially when you, when you get to share about it and like, talk about your story and even if it's not even about like, oh, what's done now I'm, I'm better now. I mean, even just being in progress and being able to verbalize it is so powerful already because it's so easy to I don't know maybe it, I feel like we all have things about ourselves that we don't necessarily like right but just or even parts of our lives but then just being able to be so vulnerable and genuine and authentic like, wherever whatever point they were in was such a I don't know it, it really just spoke to me in a sense na, you know what everyone's perspective is so different but also different but that's maybe I guess what makes it so worth it to keep continuing the podcast because people's stories really kind of color I don't know like it's so easy because it's a box for example, lang, mental health, or anxiety, depression, it looks like this, or whatever, even if it's not a disorder. But their stories really make it come alive in a sense na, wow, like, that perspective or their experience, for example, of anxiety is like this. Or this person's experience of anxiety is like this. And I got a little lost in what I was saying. <laughs> No, I, I actually, I was so engrossed in what you're saying. That's so true. I mean, sometimes we feel like, <laughs> man, I mean, like anxiety, for example, it's such a universal experience or, or yeah, it's, it's such a universal experience. And the thing is, people can experience anxiety in different ways. Like they have different triggers and just hearing the different, I mean, you know, of course, I'm not, ha- I'm not saying I'm happy to hear it, but I'm just, just yeah, hearing yeah. how people talked about it and how they went through that kind of experience um, in different ways. It's, even if it's such a universal feeling and, and the, the experience was so different from mine, in the way it kind of validated my experience too. Because going back to what, to what you were saying earlier, right? Sometimes you beat yourself up. Like, what, why do I feel sad? Why do I feel this? But realizing that it's okay and it's normal and 
there's nothing wrong like no matter how complex the emotion may seem or even how shallow it may seem like it's always valid like feelings are never wrong and people experience this in different ways and every single time i can i i feel like it's valid so why can't i validate it for myself as well yeah it's okay yeah. actually that reminded me of something when you were talking about feelings because i think i think something that struck out to me also was the idea not just that feelings are valid which again is such a radical and important idea but it also that they you know they end i think this came from you georgia i don't know if this was yeah. in the podcast or yeah. in a different world <laughs> but you know how you said like your therapist said like oh, no, right? they have a beginning yeah. and an end and i'm like it sounds so obvious but that's not something we always acknowledge right but sometimes oh, it's just like it's not gonna end <laughs> That's so true. It was from the first podcast that I did reference my my psych at the time. <laughs> I love the memory and but that and that's true. And I think um that's such a universal like feeling also that we ne- like when you're going through a feeling, especially if it's negative, um you feel like it's never gonna end. It's never gonna end. And if you just think about it, like all feelings end, even the good ones. And if you kind of like reframe your your mindset. That way, it kind of changes your perspective. That okay, it's okay, it's okay that I feel like this. Like if you guys will remember that episode with Marcus, so he talked about his experience with uh, major depressive disorder, and yeah. he it really was like an uphill battle for him. Actually, not even uphill. At some point, it really felt like a like a valley. <laughs> like like it was the same thing every day. Like he said that um he was just feeling so down and really depressed every day, and he just couldn't see. Like the light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> not to connect it necessarily to that to that um analogy. And then so he talks about he, it just clicked for him one day that I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like realizing that um you can put an end to that emotion. So being able to kind of take ownership of your emotion and like what you can do about your con- like what you're feeling and what your your conditions are. Like that was also like a really empowering. Um, lesson that I learned um, through the podcast, whether our guests were um, really diagnosed or it was just like a realization that they came to because of their experiences. I think you know that that lesson on autonomy was just so powerful and and like it was very empowering. Like their stories were empowering and it empowered me personally as well. That I can take charge of my mental health and what it means to me. Yeah, that's so true. I like I really agree. And I think you know along with what Anne said earlier to you about. Um, then even talking about their stories and like the way it started, like the valleys, as you said, or the uphill, the downhill, like all of that. Parang the what it reminds me of is that quote. Here we go with the quote, but like it's so nice, lang kasi parang um the quote goes like a heart that is full won't even have to ask if it should give. And it just reminds me of the episode because a lot of what they really were talking about. Like, you know, I remember you mentioned like, wow, like they're really so willing to share so much of themselves even to someone, I mean, right, on a platform that anyone can listen. But, and I remember Mark was talking about this. Now that's also why, like, he's just genuinely happy to share even the darkest bars yeah. because, He really just wanted to, you know, be generous. Parang to be able to hold space for someone who, you know, might need it because he knows how hard it is. And like, 
naalala ko lang yung possible conclusion to what I was saying earlier. As you guys were talking, it made me realize then kasi parang, oh my like, everyone's different perspectives and different stories makes it easier to have empathy. Kasi sometimes it's really hard to imagine an experience, not because we're trying to be selfish, right? But it's hard to concretize it because if this is our experience, for example, like, I mean, I was gonna say, I'm not the most logical person. Pero unfair naman. Gabi naman yung I'm not so logical. Pero pero, I mean, it's the way I explain. Parang mas may emotions siya because I internalize a lot. But I do enjoy getting to talk to people who aren't like that because, you know, it it's very... I just find it so interesting. Like, everyone's so different lang talaga. And galing lang parang, I don't know, like, Like, if you could put a painting, everyone would paint their experiences so differently. But that's what makes safer spaces exist. Because you can have all of those exist simultaneously without feeling the need to compare, without feeling the need na, oh, I need to be more this way. You guys want to come yeah. on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually it's true, Karen. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit more on the emotional side and I totally get what you're saying about how it's always interesting to talk to someone who has a different perspective like in the episode where we had Bea right she talks about what yes. it was like having bipolar too so Bea I guess coming from her background that she's a psychology graduate and then she's also in med school she can really um, describe her condition and like her experience through through a medical lens And I really appreciated it that, um, you know, she was able to describe her condition in, in a very scientific way. But she kind of yeah. simplified it for, for us. And at the time, it was you who was hosting. So, you know, she didn't use like any heavy jargon. But she was the way that she described it was very, um, very clear, I think, very scientific. But at the same time, it didn't water down whatever emotions that she she went yeah. through um during during her ordeal right like she was still able to explain it and i think it was like a good balance as well so having that and i think that's what's interesting about mental health so people can kind of be afraid to talk about it sometimes because they feel like it has to be so um like grounded in science or in the psychology yeah. which is important too because it helps you understand it but i think the first step is just by being able to to recognize it right just by putting Um, being able to name your emotion at all, I think yeah. that's just one huge step, right? I mean, like, or or what you feel. I mean, it's not like one of the first things that um you're taught as a kid. Like, you use your five senses. So, how do you feel today? Like, I feel warm because I'm like I'm stressed and I feel warm, and and I'm sweating now because it's hot. I mean, just and what do I see? I see a lot of deadlines. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. those kinds of things. Like, so by being able to use those senses or like. Just you know, just by being able to name what you feel and and how it's manifesting, that can easily allow you to better put a name to what you're feeling, recognize what you're feeling, and again validate that experience for yourself. Because it's so hard to if you're if you yourself are denying what you're feeling, right, or what you're experiencing. Yeah, that's true. I actually remembered what Bea mentioned specific to that, and I think it's really powerful because. Naming emotions isn't so easy. I think it's not. It, it comes more naturally to certain people, and then in general for others, maybe not so much. But I think, regardless of where you fall in the spectrum, it's really not 
so easy to even, even if you're already very emotionally aware. But I remember this. <laughs> even if you have like a very good vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, even if you know a lot of words, it's like, I'm not sure that applies to me. But this said something like, sometimes, like, it's the importance of being able to like, also acknowledge it because sometimes you might be carrying a heavier load than you you should even carry something something like that and it reminds me of what you said about the census thing because i feel like it's one of the really i mean one of the ways maybe it would be easier to be able to acknowledge ourselves now for example lang, i feel heavy today what does that heaviness look like or i feel light today because sometimes it's like the easiest i don't know if i am it's an easier way just to kind of like verbalize or express it because it does kind of feel like a weight or a, or maybe you know because when you're joyful I don't know do you guys resonate with that? I'm curious like when you feel joyful do you feel like oh, I'm like flying but usually that's like when feeling mo you're on cloud nine I guess maybe that's where that is is that a metaphor? Yeah, it is a metaphor <laughs> like she doesn't know what metaphors are guys <laughs> She's really no, smart, but, guys. Don't believe her. No, yeah, she is. She is. She is so smart. As a behavioral. You guys are just really good friends. Anyway. Actually, oh, no. I was going to say lang, just very quickly. That reminded me of something. Because I'm actually very bad at naming my emotions. Big surprise. <laughs> her emotions. No, like, I think there was a time. Because I have a mood tracker. Like, I think there was a time I'd always just put tired. But tired, it's, it's an emotion. But, you know, if you're tired every day, that doesn't really tell you much. That's just your default state. So something mm-hmm. I actually got into the, the pandemic was, it's not really painting, because I wouldn't call it art. But I just put colors. I, I do watercolor, essentially. So sometimes mm-hmm. I just ask, what color do I feel today? Because it's easier. Because to me, I'm like, what is sad? But I'm like, okay, today's like a blue kind of vibe. Or it's like a gray kind of vibe. And it's easier for me to get. So that's why I really relate to what you said about using words like heavy or light. Because sometimes even the names of feelings are so intimidating, right? Yeah. What's so what is angry? What is sad? You know what? That, that, that visual that I'm getting is, did you guys watch Inside Out? Yeah. Yeah. Right at the end. So there's the five different colors, like anger, joy, envy, etc., etc. And then at the end, the lesson was that Emotions are so complex. So the the little balls of emotions, like they they merge colors, right? So it was like yeah. a spectrum as well. And I think it's because you know sometimes you can feel ambivalent towards certain things. That it's two emotions at once. Sometimes two conflicting emotions. Um, sometimes it's like you can feel a certain thing, like happiness, for example. But then there's varied degrees to happiness. Like sometimes you're just like a steady kind of happy. Sometimes it's like I'm over the moon happy. So it was just it's really interesting. And I I. I love your like take on it, Anne. Just you, you paint to to be able to express yeah. your emotion, what you feel. Because I, I've experienced the same thing. Like actually, like usually in those mood trackers, right? It'll it'll ask you for one single emotion yeah. that you experience yes. in a day, and I I never know what to answer. Like I always like, oh my gosh, like am am I crazy? Like I don't have one emotion for today. Like I had several. <laughs> like I felt so many things today. Like I mean, even if it was a good day or a bad day, like. It's not just one emotion. Sure, there's there's like one one emotion that may like really like cloud the day or like really like overtakes other emotions that day. But I just feel like it doesn't do justice to my experience today if, if I'll say I was sad today or if, if I'll say that I was happy today. Because I feel like 
I went through so many things. Like it was just so nuanced. But like one one word can't capture my emotion for yeah. the day. So maybe I'll try that. I'll try watercolor painting or like using the balls and then the colors oh. that they have. <laughs> That's so nice, guys. Actually, sana kung may mga app developer dyan. Nagparinig pa lang. It's such a good insight na parang you really, how do you even answer that? Like, is it, because obviously you answer how the way you feel in that moment, right? But like, the image lang while you guys were talking, wouldn't it be cool if there was an app or something that had like, I mean, <laughs> Nice to explain. You can kind of have a color scheme for the day. So, galing lang kasi mm. it'll end up looking like you'll see how you'll remember. I think like I'll remember my days more because I'll see mm-hmm. it. Like for example, your day started out kind of heavy, so parang maybe like dark blue siya. Then something happened. Then again, my black. Ayaw mo okay na yun. Oh wait lang. <laughs> My black, and then you know, maybe someone messaged you like to ask if you wanted to talk, so it became um green, like light green, and it ended with like a light blue color. Nice lang, parang it, it that's that's such a, that's such a nice nice way to put it. Like I feel like I'll I'll be more inclined to journal like that because I used to get pressured also. Na parang what is the thesis statement of the day? Like is there supposed to be like? <laughs> Parang a main idea, parang, diba? I don't know, it's, is that dumb? Like, that's just sometimes how I feel. That's why I don't journal na because I feel like there's so many things I have to do. But manamang, parang, I'm the only one naman who's gonna read that. So, like, just to be able to acknowledge, like, what the day was, like, it's very powerful. So, yeah, and maybe you could let us know where you got your watercolor set. Well, <laughs> <laughs> na rin. Drop the Shopee link in our mind. <laughs> maybe our yeah. listeners, whoever listens to this, would wanna, I don't know, so maybe we'll share the link down below. <laughs> but actually, just to share, it actually came from an idea from my therapist na I like things that are structured kasi. Because you're very addicted. As humans, we like things that have progress. Like you play games because you know when you end the level. You like and watch the gamers. shows because they have... I'm just a gamer, guys. <laughs> I'm just a gamer, guys. Please don't. But yeah, you like watching shows because they have an end, right? But the thing about things like watercolors is that they don't really end. You don't know when you're done. You're just done when you feel like you're done. And I think that's part of mental health then. Uh, you know, not everything has to be tied up neatly in a little box and then have a note labeling what's inside the box, right? Sometimes it's just on the floor and it's a mess and that's okay. That's so nice. Now, a therapist is great. So smart. <laughs> that's, that's so nice. I needed to hear that today. <laughs> Love you. Oh, it's so you. true. It's like you have to to go through it. I mean, I remember there was like an insight that Yami had, right? So he talked about his experience together with Marika. So he actually had a sim- similar experiences, but at the same time, quite different. And then his insight was that he really like owned his mental health. So he really transformed his trauma into something that he could grow and learn from. And then I remember saying, I was like, ang sarap, ang sarap so, and, and you know, that when you first hear that, like out of context, so you'll think, no, okay, wow, he's so happy. He got over his depression. But I think it was more of, it's, it's trusting that process that I won't be happy every day. And like me working on the mental health, it's not like, you know, there's no final form. Like it's, it's gonna, 
some days it's gonna dip really like <laughs> yeah there's no final form and what I found so empowering about his story was that he embraces that like you know I have to take the steps take steps every day and mindfully work towards taking care of my mental health because it's I mean, just like your physical health, like you have to take vitamins, you have to drink water. It's not like you eat once and you'll never go hungry or you, you've had all the nutrition that your body needs, right? And I think that, that, that's just like a great way to think about it. Like as an unshed, it's like a watercolor painting. Like it never ends. Like only, like it's, it's, you just have to keep going. And I think it's, that's, at first it sounds scary, but actually it gives you the space. Exactly what you were talking about, right? That it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to to pause. It's okay to feel bad. Like it's it's a journey. Like you're you're constantly working towards it, and there's no end to it. It's fine. Yeah, George, I super love what you said about that, especially um you know the part about him embracing those moments. Yung niya parang ang sarap mabuhay na. It's not even because like he's just saying that. Then I think that's what's so beautiful about it, right? Na it's easy to say. It's easy to say ang sarap mabuhay pag okay yung nangyara in in your life, but to be able to say it na you know i'm i'm honoring my life or whatever it is even in the middle of that valley and i think a lot of what allowed for that also and like even looking at everyone then parents everyone really took like different ways parents everyone's embracing or honoring their journey and all kind of look really different right like it's really parang about finding what will work for you also. And I'm sure it's also a mix of things depending on what you need in that season in your life. Whether it's um, like with meditation and also your faith or seeking professional help just to be able to make it easier to have that safe space and hold that space. So, that's, super, that's super true. Super true, Kara. Like, I really appreciate that because I think I had like a more, I don't know, like black and white like view of mental health before. Like I remember a common thing that I would hear from my friends or is that, oh yeah, I think my mental health is still okay. I don't think I need to see anyone. Like it's not just that bad. Like the, the, yeah. we think that like there's a certain degree that you have to be at for you to be able to, for for your for you wanting to see someone to be valid, right? But I said earlier, like going to the doctor. Like, even for the smallest things, like, sometimes you just want to be sure you'll, you'll see a doctor and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that was um, a lesson that I really enjoyed throughout the podcast was that people took different approaches to their mental health. So some people, it was with meditating, with, you know, interventions that they were able to, to do by themselves. Some people sought professional help. Some people, um, they they took medication. And I think that's what, that's what we advocate for in the first place, right? And I think what's great is that the conversation around mental health has really become more democratized nowadays. So um, people have more access to it. And I think that's, that's really uh, at the heart of the Safe Space platform. It's really why it started, right? Kiaris, like, and um, really <laughs> wanted to make Safe Space accessible to, to people. We wanted to be able to give up directories so that people know who to contact. Because, I mean, as with any, any kind of um, doctor that you want to see, you'd want to know if the doctor um, has been... If, if anyone has an experience with that doctor and basically what we're doing is getting the doctors to be vetted and letting people know that this this um, contact is available, they're more than willing to help and we've experienced this doctor and we can vouch for their services. And it's just great being able to to learn about these different sources and how there's more, there's so much more available for you than you know. 
the curriculum. And I think it's just really so important to be able to, you know, I feel like as much as we've made, I mean, generally, it's more less taboo, I guess, talk about it. But the reality is that even if you're very, you know, you're a mental health advocate, it can so easy, be so easy to find a fall into that trap of being No, I'm still okay to have that shame for feeling all of these things. But it's really a reminder that everyone deserves to have their mental health taken care of. And I really, I guess, it's the intention and the heart behind the space that more spaces like this will exist. I mean, it's not even just about the platform, right? But just to be able to support that message that mental health isn't a privilege, it's a right. Yeah. No, and I think just to add to that, because people always talk about like self-care. And I think a lot of our guests talk really well about self-care and the approaches that work for them. But a lot of what doesn't always come up as often in the discourse is the idea of community care, about how we're responsible for each other. And you know, not in an unhealthy, toxic, dependent way. (laughs) We're all human. We all go through the same things. And you know, when we're able to and we have space to give and space to keep for other people, then that's something we can do and that we should do. And we should learn how to be more okay with that, I guess. Obviously, there are better cases for community care, but I think it's just acknowledging it's a valid way to take care of yourself and others. And I think uh, in terms of community care, like, you know, we're limited by the pandemic still and with all its restrictions. So, Online, being on Instagram, for example, or, or the podcast, it's really, right now, it's the best way that we can connect with people. It's where people are. So we, we want to meet the audience where they are, right? <laughs> Rather than they have to look for us. We want to meet them where they already are. But of course, like I know we share that issue, but like following the pandemic, like eventually we want to expand and actually have like learning circles in person and be able to really continue growing as platform and that community with people. Yeah, that's true. Yes, actually, if you're listening to this, we did, and you're, she made it a bit far, listening to all three of us talking. I just want to say thank you so much um, for your patience and everything. Um, these are definitely, um, we, we, we do have that heart to be able to hopefully have those conversations um, and really provide, I guess, maybe more of a variety to be able to have a really genuinely supportive community found line. I wanted to add like to what Kiara said. So definitely I agree with Kiara. So definitely thank you for the support. Um we really couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> That's for, for all of you guys. Thank you for listening and for um, being supporters of, of our platform, of our podcast. And as mentioned, um this is just the beginning. Um we're, we did take a quick break. Um, but we are looking forward to making more content for you guys, um, having more guests. And again, we say it all the time, but uh, this platform is really to cultivate a safe space for, for everyone. And if there are topics that you want to talk about, if you want to come on the show, talk about your experience even, just let us know. Our line's always yeah. open. So you can DM us. You can, if you want to talk to Ange about, about gaming, you can also sure, DM us with any personal details. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we uh, we really want to be able to have that open sort of platform and community to be able to um, cultivate that safe space for more people. 
What about you, Ange? Anything else that we missed or anything you wanted to talk about, maybe? Yeah, actually, I'm, I really love you too, just because you're so good at tackling everything. Oh, I like you, Ange! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, love you more. don't be afraid to let us know if there are things that are, you know, things that should be corrected or things that should be nuanced more. Because I think we're always big naman na, we're mental health advocates. That doesn't mean we're mental health professionals, diba? And that's something we think. Yeah, we're not very experts. Yeah. We're not experts at all, by yeah. far. We're just people yeah. talking about people things also. So, you know, yeah. if there are opportunities then to let us know na baka we could have handled something better or baka there's an additional dimension to something, do let us know. Because part din naman of having conversations and building these spaces is creating better understandings of things and being able to, you know, to talk about things without fighting or without making it seem like someone's wrong. It's, it's just learning then, just growing together. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear that, actually. And how we can, we can improve in terms of um, this kind of space to even make it a genuinely safe space for you in its own capacity. And really all ears and ears, ears, I are over because we'll be reading the DM um, or your emails. So, yeah. Okay. And actually, on that note, so because you do want to learn more, um, our next two guests are actually going to be doctors. So they're going to be talking about their experiences in, in the pandemic, um, what mental health means to them, stress, um, familial, familial, well, that was a answer, familial relationships, especially in the pandemic while we're still on that home so that's something you guys can all um, look out for yes thank you so much and we'll all see you soon all right thanks everyone